Welcome to the Rising Star Project. I'm Angel Quintana, the founder of Holistic Fashionista, and I'm beyond excited to introduce to you amazing lightworkers and soulpreneurs around the world who are improving the way we live, one holistic modality at a time. But like any entrepreneurial spirit, they have questions, need guidance, and desire more clarity around their higher calling, their offerings, next projects, and vulnerabilities so they may touch those who are meant to hear their message. And that is why we are here today. What you're listening to are the business mentoring sessions I'm providing for these exceptional people, using their astrological birth chart to shine a bright light on what planets are influencing their chosen life path and which signs have the greatest influence on their work. You'll also hear what's holding them back from achieving their deepest desires, along with aha moments that remind us how incredible breakthroughs can be. Due to the nature of these sessions, I kindly ask that you share your gratitude by sharing this podcast with others. By sharing these sessions, you not only will enrich others' lives, but you will also support the work of a light worker, a kind soul who's made it their life's work to serve others from their highest self. It is my hope and intention that by experiencing their mentoring session, you will be able to answer some of your own questions around what you've been called to do and what movement you're here to lead. From productivity to self-care rituals to marketing and leadership, each session is personal in its content and inspirational as we use the stars, the moon, and the planets to unlock the hidden treasures of being holistic leaders of tomorrow. Welcome to the show. Welcome you, Janine, to the Rising Star Project. I'm so excited to uh, talk about your astrological birth chart. So let's just start off by introducing yourself. What is it that you do? Uh, I have two things that I do. I am a creative director, graphic designer for many years professionally, and I am an artist. Okay. Well, what is the biggest struggle that you're experiencing with your work right now? Um, I think that the biggest struggle is um, balancing the two and also keep like crossing the two over and maybe finding a place that brings them together so that I don't feel like I'm as divided. Okay. Okay, so one thing about your, so when you filled out your astrological birth chart information, so I have your date of birth, I have where you were born. So I was unable to pull your rising sign and all of the houses that are in your birth chart because you just said you were born in the AM. So uh, I'm a firm believer that that was in, this is for a reason, that we're supposed to focus on the areas of your birth chart that I was actually able to pull. And um, I what I saw in there is pretty miraculous. So I just wanted to let you know that we're not going to cover the houses and we're not going to cover uh, your rising sign. But I have your sun sign, your moon sign. We're going to focus on the outer planets because those ones move a lot slower, slower around the solar system. So I was able to pull what signs are ruled uh, by those planets. So that would be Jupiter, Pluto, and Saturn. Okay. Okay. So we're going to start with just the basics. Obviously, you know that you have your sun in Aries. So that's basically how you see yourself. That's like, I always like to think of like the sun sign as like 
you know, it's your secret weapon. You know, even though a lot of people ask people what their sign is and they're like, oh, that makes so much sense. But really it makes so much sense to you more than anyone because there's other influences in your chart, like your moon sign or your rising sign. Uh, your rising sign is usually or is how people see you. So I wasn't able to pull that, but I was able to pull your moon sign, which is in Taurus. So a sun in Aries is always gonna be the person who has those new ideas, right? They, they're the beginning of a project. So they're the, obviously they're the very first sign in the zodiac. So they always have these really amazing ideas, great creativity. There's a jovialness about them. They like to have fun. Uh, they're just one of the, they're a fire sign. So there's just a lot of passion in everything mm -hmm. that they put into everything. So right. from your question of, you know, how do I merge these two things? So I could see that there would be some conflict there because it's like, if you can always come up with the idea of these projects, but Aries would not be the sign that is going to be, you know, advanced in kind of merging and, you know, being fluid. That would be a very watery element versus, versus fire. So we're kind of get into, you know, where some of the uh, disconnect is in merging graphic design with, I'm a, uh, with painting, right? Is it your painter? Yes. Yes. Okay. Mm -hmm. So interesting. And I, I know Janine a little bit, so I know a little bit about your personality, but it makes a lot more sense now that I know that you have a moon in Taurus because there is a reserved element to your emotional state. So your moon is your emotions, uh, your soul, your inner, your inner being. And Taurus is, and I, it's so funny. I have all like my little nicknames for all of the, uh, the signs of the Zodiac, but I always call them the snails, you know, like they're going to take their time. You know, they're not going to be rushed into anything. Um, they have a reservedness. They are, um, they do appreciate the finer things in life. They are ruled by Venus. So like beauty and visual stimulation, you know, things that are nice to touch, you know, whether it's like a cashmere throw or it's interior design or something like that. So they're very moved, you know, emotionally by uh, visual things. So it makes sense that you're an artist, mm -hmm. uh, but it's like the, but all of those inner emotions are kind of kept underground, right? So they're, they're like yours, um, in a, in a private setting. That's what I think about when I think about, uh, Taurus, I think of reserved. Um, it's not that they're not emotional. It's just not that they're not outwardly emotional about things. You know, that would be very, um, that would be very cancer. <laughs> uh, that would be very more water or even fire. So uh, is this resonating with you? It does resonate with me. And I'm actually in my mind thinking, um, would that be a reason that it's also difficult to sell yourself? Well, okay. So emotionally, so we're just talking about your emotions right now, but as far as like selling yourself, so I know you put that on your questionnaire of, uh, of getting out there. So I want to move in to talk about your, this is a really important um, aspect in your chart is you have Saturn in Sagittarius. And I think this is where the selling part is going to come in. So when you, and anyone who has, obviously we all have Saturn in our birth chart, but uh, Saturn is basically, and it's funny, I always bring this up, obviously, because of work, you know, we're talking about business astrology, but Saturn is like the crack, the whip. Um, you know, I'm actually ruled by Saturn, so it kind of makes perfect sense. Like they want you to work and they want you to work hard at it. So when you, whatever, uh, whatever sign is in 
uh, Saturn, it's gonna be that difficulty. There's gonna be challenges because Saturn isn't going to reward us until we work hard and in this, in this aspect to bring the Sagittarius alive in you. So it's usually a lifelong um, process. You know, some people can kind of grasp it younger. Like I have my Saturn in Leo, which wants me to own the spotlight. And, you know, that's something I'm always working towards. But you have it in Sagittarius. Okay, so Sagittarius, you know, most of us know, you know, it's the freedom. They want freedom. They want to they flap their wings. They want to travel. They want to learn about foreign cultures. They want to philosophize. They want to read. They want to learn. They want to do all these things. But they yep. do all of these things outside of themselves. So the part that Saturn is coming in and he's like, look, Sagittarius, I want to give you the material, because that's the other thing about Saturn, it wants to reward you materially. Like this is like financially, you know, with a home or whatever those desires are for you. So when it comes to, you know, this concept of selling yourself, this, the concept of selling anything is you've got to know exactly what you're selling. So in this case, yes, you're selling art, you're selling your creativity, you're selling your graphic design, all of that stuff. But there's a component of Sagittarius because they love to learn so much and they want to get down and they're really interested in like religion or spirituality, um, any kind of expansion belief system. Saturn wants you to hone in on your own belief system. So even when you're self-taught, because they're, you know, as much as, you know, Sagittarius loves to learn and maybe some people are getting their MBAs, you know, with Saturn and Sagittarius, but a lot of them are just self-taught. They didn't go to some big prestigious school. A lot of them are just like, nope, I read books and then I played around and I just trial and error and then they kind of figure it out. So it's like taking that same concept of like self-taught, but now we've got to go deeper into discovering what is your belief system? What is your big why of why you chose graphic design, why you chose to be a painter? And have you ever shared your message around the beliefs and uh, in, around the message of why you paint? Um, well, that, so going back to what you said earlier, the snail part. <laughs> the moon and Taurus. <laughs> the, the, um, the part that keeps a lot under wraps. I think that I share almost, I share certainly with some people very clearly, more small groups, more individuals. And I found I have been more active in Instagram because I think it's simple, concise, and visual. Um, my husband constantly has encouraged me to get out and talk to more people and get in front of more people because he feels like when I do, it resonates. And I agree with that. I don't disagree with that. I think it becomes a little more difficult when you work for yourself. So the answer is, is sort of mixed. I, if, if, when I have the opportunity to share it, I share it openly. And there's two different parts of my art. And one of the parts is this legacy art that I could talk about for hours because it's so part of my heart and soul. Um, 
abstract art is a little trickier to get into the depth of where it comes from. And I, th I think it is important to be able to tell the stories. I think that's what helps resonate with people. Um, so I guess the answer is I do, but probably not in a big enough way yet. So I think that's the, that's what Saturn is trying to, you know, it's kind of, it's, he's making it difficult because he wants to see you try. Like, even if like, for instance, your husband wants you to go out and talk to people, that's fine. That's great. And if he sees, if Saturn sees effort, he will give you a reward. It's like, okay, that I will, you know, it's not like he is, you know, this mean and evil father figure who's just never going to give you anything, no matter how hard you try. It's like, even if you do these baby steps, he'll continue to reward you. So I think I want to kind of just bring in some business coaching here as far as like, um, you know, how else besides one-on-one, -on -one, right, of like meeting people out and kind of sharing your mission and why you paint or why you do graphic design and all this stuff, but instead it doesn't have to be in person. Um, I mean, it could be a book that you write, you know, about whatever your studies are that kind of, you know, uh, inspires your work or inspires you as an artist. Um, it could be... Um, I know a teleclass, something about just sharing, like, you know, the, you know, cause I think from an outsider, like I'm not an, uh, a painter, you know, I, I have many painter clients, but there's a whole backstory, you know, like the people that feel called to make art. It's like, and I know this from other clients that I have that are painters that they have to create their art. And yeah. I think from an outsider who, who loves art period, but maybe is not an artist. It's like, we kind of do want to understand like where it came from. It's like, for example, like I always listen to songs. Um, I was actually listening to like a David Gilmore song, the lead singer of Pink Floyd. He had this song and it was very poetic. And I was like, what is he talking about? Cause I could listen to it over and over and I'd be like, is he talking about relationships? Is he talking about death? Like I just kind of couldn't get it. And I would, but it intrigued me. So here I am like Googling things. Like what does that song mean? Like I want to know what he meant. And I think because, you know, art is so subjective, a lot of times it's kind of, awesome when there is multiple meanings or there's a bigger story. It's kind of like, you know, you live in LA, I know you live in LA and you know, like when you go to like a, a screening or like a viewing and then the director of the movie or whatever does a talk afterwards and he kind of explains the characters more. He answers questions. You know what I mean? Then it, then it draws the whole audience in there because now they feel like they're part of your art. That makes total sense to me because I love story. I love people's stories myself, right? Mm -hmm. I was just watching something this morning, an interview with Jonathan Adler, whose design I love and, you know, his store and all that. Mm -hmm. And I did not know, and it makes complete sense. He started as a potter and like, just knowing that, just like I had a whole different perspective on his business. And, you know, it was just, it was an, it was just a little video. And I was like, that was awesome. So, but I'm like that all the time. You know, I'll watch silly shows like The Voice and 
I always want to know the stories and my husband's like, this is so boring. <laughs> <laughs> and um, I, I, you know, I know a lot of it's scripted and it's true dramatic for the show but it's still the basis of why people are there and their motivation and I love that stuff so I think it's true I think I have to be willing to share more of that myself um in some way and with more depth you know not not just these little tiny teases on Instagram <laughs> which so again, I show a lot of visual stuff. I mean, a lot of that's what that's great for. I'll, sh I'll share a lot of inspiration and do that, but I don't get into the in-depth stories. Now, the interesting thing is, Angel, I have been working on the stories behind the legacy art myself, keeping, you know, just writing it for myself because a lot of it's based on my family and people that have passed um, and trying to keep their stories alive with sort of a twist on me reinterpreting it, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. So I have to write down what the background is because I think it's important where it's like, what's, what is it inspired by? Where does it start? I don't think it's specifically only interesting because it's my family because I think we all have stories and we relate to it. So I have been writing it down and I do actually have a big goal to have a show that shows that body of work. And I think that those journals and those stories are an important part of it. You know, it's like, I, it's, it's so interesting that you're already attracted to other people like Jonathan Adlin's story, which I don't know if it was like just a little montage, if it's just like a quick little interview, but you like, I'm very similar in the fact that like, I'm better one-on-one. -on -one. You know, if I'm going to, it's like me being in a big group, it's like, there's too much energy. So it's like, I don't want you to feel like you have to go turn everything of who you are upside down. It's actually take the, you know, how can I reach more people with my story without just, you know, meeting people one-on-one -on -one and going out there and pretending you're a Leo when you're not. And instead find the platform or find the medium. I mean, it could even be like, you know, letting people know that you're available to be interviewed for podcasts, that you're available um, like I've got another client, she makes like little mini montage videos for her clients. Maybe it's doing several of those and telling your story on Instagram through video. I mean, you can use these platforms in a way that works more conducively for your personality, but it's at least letting Saturn know that you're putting work towards making sure that you're super crystal clear about your story, your mission, your belief system, why you create your art, why you have to create your heart, your art. And uh, that's going to draw people into you. And that in, 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 uh, rest, uh, in answer to your question, that's going to sell yourself. Mm -hmm. That makes sense to me. So two more planets here. So we've got Jupiter in Libra. So Jupiter is a huge planet in our solar system. Um, but the thing that's cool about Jupiter is that it's the huge, big opportunity planet. So this is all about good fortune, especially when it's in the sign of Libra. Um, it, there's fairness because you've got Libra as the balance, balancing scales. Um, it, it has to do with beauty. She's, uh, she's ruled by Venus. Um, it's also this graciousness, because Libra is very gracious, in the way that she uses her talents to promote herself. Mm -hmm. So 
there is this opportunity that I believe you could use your Jupiter in Libra to satisfy Saturn and kind of harness this way that you're going, because, you know, just by even hearing your voice, it, it, it's very calm. It's very, um, not matter of fact, but it's very just, um, it has a graciousness to it. And I think if people even just heard your voice, whether you want to get on video or you just want it to be audio, or it could be even voiceover of using your voice um, to tell more of your story, um, that would be an opportunity that would really satisfy Jupiter. Mm -hmm. Then we've got Pluto. Okay, so Pluto and Virgo. This is the last planet we're going to talk about. So Pluto and Virgo. So Pluto is like the mysterious planet, and he wants you to dig deeper. He's just like, he's, you know, Scorpio is ruled by planets. So you're getting like a little insight of what Pluto is all about. There's a mysteriousness. There's a want to dig deeper. They're the investigators of the Zodiac. They, um, they want to get to, they want to get down to the nitty gritty of like, what's going on here? And you actually have it in Virgo, which is kind of an interesting combination because Virgo, you know, is, al is already one to like organize things and like whatever, but it's not so much that they get underneath the surface. So there's a little bit of a challenge there, especially also because Virgo, they can be perfectionists. So if you're finding that you're constantly, um, you're constantly editing, maybe even fearing it's not good enough, mm -hmm. you know, this could propose a problem to, you know, this op with this Jupiter and Libra, it could propose a problem with the Saturn and Sagittarius because you never finish, right? It's never good enough to put up on Instagram. It's that it's not, so you're getting, there's got some challenging aspects of, of letting go of the fear of it not being good enough. Does that resonate at all? Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so smiling and you can't see it. As you're saying that, I'm like, I feel so busted right now. <laughs> <laughs> so it's one of those things where it, you, the Jupiter and Libra, that's just like, it's like waiting to, to give you the good fortune because of the graciousness, because of your talent, because of the way that you're fair and the way that you treat others with equality. There's just a real balance there. But with Saturn kicking your booty to make sure that you share your story um, and discover your big why and use all of the things that you've self-taught self yourself, whether that's reading books or listening to podcasts or whatever you've done, and sharing it more into how it, how it works into your work and sharing that. And then obviously making sure that Virgo doesn't prevent you from ever bringing it to fruition because of that fear of failure because of that fear of it's not good enough or I'm not worthy. Mm -hmm. It's a challenge. It's it, a challenge. It is a challenge, but I, I've done baby steps this last year to force myself to, it, this is a, a challenge, obviously much more in my own art. When I'm doing design work, it's client driven and there's deadlines and you know, you have to deliver when you're doing your own work and there isn't necessarily deadlines and there isn't necessarily accountability in the same way. 
um, it's very easy to fall into that. And so I, I have done a few things to help, to help myself get better at it. Like I've signed up for these Instagram challenges where I have to do something in seven days, or I finally got some stuff into a couple gallery shows just to, and I guess maybe as I'm telling you this, I'm thinking to myself, that's a little bit of how I see even the integration of the design and the art is maybe what I've learned being a professional creative director designer for so many years, like the application of things like setting deadlines and um, even though there's no a real client is, is important for me. See, and I feel like if you made a list of like all the things you know subconsciously, like that little tidbit that you just shared right there is like, is like a secret tip to somebody who is an artist, you know, like you got to be organized. Um, maybe you give yourself deadlines and you're just kind of like talking openly, openly about this, but these are all topics for a talk or an interview or a video montage. They're all, they're all like, just like the fundamentals of like being a designer or being a creative director and like sharing, like I've been a creative director for X amount of years. This is the, some of the things that have taught me. This is how it transfers over now into my, my painting. Um, so I know one of the questions that you had was, um, I think it was like, do I, how do I merge the two or how do I, what, t tell me again the one question about, cause you're having two different businesses right now. What was the question? Um, the question is, you know, it, it's maybe not, one specific question but right now like the last few years and i don't i have no issue and i know you're a multi-passionate entrepreneur um so i think it's fine to have more than one thing that we do and mm -hmm. i actually think it's great so it could be that they are separate but obviously there's some overlap there right and i i'm I don't know if it's merging the two or if it's feeding the two one out one from the other, but they're very disconnected right now. And I want there to be at least, you know, when you have the two circles and there's the part that yeah. overlaps, mm -hmm. I at least want there to be a little more of that shaded in the middle part that makes sense to me, even if I still have the two circles. Cause I think it's there. I mean, even if it's just taking some of, the skills and knowledge that I have. And I mean, I've looked at things like print on demand, like there's very tactical stuff. Mm -hmm. It's not so much that as um, being able to articulate it or just make sense of it. Cause I've kept it very separate so that I think I'll feel better if I can figure out that piece. Okay, so I know what you're talking about with the circles because the shaded part where they overlap is basically your sweet spot. And yeah. Sagittarius, so Saturn and Sagittarius, they want to know the big why. Now, you already know this, but like you are your brand. You know, it doesn't matter if you do one thing or 500 things, like it's still Janine, you know. Right. And so I'm curious on your Instagram, because it sounds like that's the platform you use a lot to kind of share your work. Do you share your graphic design work much there? I don't now. I did more. I rarely do now, which speaks volumes, of course. 
<laughs> well, I'm just curious as to why you don't. Um, I guess I've just been more passionate about my art. And that's just where I naturally, art inspiration. And I, yeah, I think it would be a good place to, I mean, I, you know, because it is about creativity and inspiration, it's not just me showing my art. It does make sense for any kind of design to be present there. I mm -hmm. could see that it would make sense, including my own, but not, I mean, it could be Jonathan Adler, you know, mm -hmm. <laughs> right? It could be a lot of things, and it's just that whole story of what inspires me, you, you know, like how can I be an inspiration, and here's how it here's how it comes into my work. Um, so I think um, I I wiped out my entire Instagram probably about a year and a half ago and started over. I know you've done that too. Yeah, I've done that. <laughs> And it was a conscious decision. And I think it's also that I just wanted to be able to get some following and interest in my art. Um, and that felt like the best place to do it. Now on Facebook, which I don't use as much. See, I have, I've been a very bad um, marketer of myself, which is ironic because it's what I help people do. Um, so that's my honest truth, except for really Instagram where I'm pretty consistent about posting. I am completely inconsistent in every other way. Miraculously, I have almost 4,000 followers on Pinterest without trying. Um, and because I just, not so much now, but in the beginning, I would just use it for myself to post things um, for my own inspiration. And I'm probably underutilizing Pinterest also. Mm -hmm. So I, I think I have to explore um, using those things better for my own progress, my own interaction, you know, with the world. So, yeah, that's, I mean, I just am not a good marketer of myself. I could market you. <laughs> I, don't, I don't need to market you because you do a great job. But I'm saying somebody else, it's easier. I guess that's what it is. I think it's the artist in me. I think it's hard for us creative people. And, you know, I'm also very um, um, empathic and very sensitive and all that part of it, too. So. Okay. So that's what I want to say about this. So a couple things. One, I feel that you downplay how successful you are as a creative director. That's the first thing. Mm -hmm. The second thing is, and I think I touched about this on a different episode, but a lot of times, so we've been kind of conditioned in very traditional sense of like, you know, what is our title? You know, what do we, how do we refer to ourselves? What is it that I do? And the thing that's kind of cool about the modern day and age that we live in right now is that we are, can be many things. And we don't have to keep one job over here kind of private while we build this one other here. So I was kind of writing down while you were talking just a few titles that would be represent, would represent you. And I could see you even putting these all over, you know, like on your Pinterest bio, on your Instagram bio, your Facebook page, whatever, you know, 
creative director, graphic designer, painter, empath. And taking those labels and helping and start tell and showing how they all relate to each other. Like that could be the kind of beginning of, you know, what is, what is this big why? What is the thing I'm going to be talking about when I get interviewed as a podcast or when I share my video montages or when I pin something to Pinterest or even share my art? It's always going to go back to, I'm, I'm Janine. I'm all of these things. And this is my brand. And this is how I relate to the world. And this is how I feel so deeply. And this is how I design things. And this is how I paint stuff. And this is the room that I paint in. And you're telling a bigger story now. It's your story. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I, I see that. I do. And I, like I said, I do it. I just have to do it in a more sharing with the world way <laughs> um, so that more people know the story. If, if that's where I want to go with this, I do. I really like the idea of being able to do maybe like these video montages or that kind of stuff because that just takes it to another level. Yeah. I'll put you in touch with someone. I know just the perfect person. That would be great. Quick little, I, what is it? Instagram's like under a minute videos or something. I think so. Yeah. She can, I have someone for you. So I'll send you her information after we uh, close here. But I think, I think it's very interesting. And I kind of like, I, at first I was like, Oh, I don't have her time of birth. And then I was like, we, we weren't supposed to like, these were the planets that we were supposed to talk about today in greater depth. And I hope, I hope that you got some value out of this. I really feel strongly that you have something that you know wants to be materialized and Jupiter wants to give you all the good fortune. It's just now, you know, not letting Pluto and Virgo get in the way and you know showing Saturn that you're taking these baby steps to make sure that you do share it with others. Sounds great. And I have a big year next year. I'm going in strong. Awesome. I know 2017's been a little nuts. <laughs> yeah. Um Thanks, honey. I feel like I want to ask you a million questions because we do know each other, but this is not the time. <laughs> I know. Well, we can have a phone chat another day and continue the conversation. And if you can ask your mom, uh, you know, or someone that, you know, father, of what time you were born, we could get into more nitty gritty stuff. Unfortunately, they're both gone. Oh, well, I wonder if it's on your birth certificate. I, I'm going to dig up my birth certificate. Yeah. There. And um, I. Uh, I'll let you know. Okay. Sounds great. Well, thanks everybody for tuning in to the Rising Star Project. You're listening to Janine Shanine Penn. Am I saying that right? Janine Shannon Penn. Shannon Penn, who is an artist. If you want to share your Instagram handle so people could get to know your work. It's at XOJ9Creative. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for being a part of this. I hope you guys gained value. Anybody who is struggling to sell themselves, I think we all have a little bit of problem with that unless we've got a lot of Leo influences. But uh, I hope that you guys all gained value and I'll talk to you guys in the next episode. Thanks, Janine, for sharing your story with us, or at least a little bit, and we'll catch up again soon. Thank you. Okay. Bye, Bye Angel. 
Thanks for tuning in to this episode of The Rising Star Project with Janine Shannon Penn, who shared with us why she was struggling to sell herself in her painting business. She also had struggled with how to combine her two businesses of being a creative director and graphic designer and pursuing her passion as an artist. So if you struggle with this problem, selling yourself, marketing yourself, getting out there in a bigger way, I want you to remember that nothing will ever be perfect, but that's half the fun of building your own business around your higher calling. Just get it out there. Just start sharing your story. Also remember that Saturn wants to reward you fruitfully, but he just wants to see that you put in the work and the effort, even if they are just baby steps in the beginning. I want to thank you for joining us today here at the Rising Star Project, where lightworkers and soulpreneurs come to get answers to their business questions using their astrological birth chart. I hope you have enjoyed this episode and were able to use this mentoring session to answer some of your own questions around your higher calling. If you feel called to step into a bigger role and shape mankind as we know it today, I invite you to check out the Holistic Fashionista Botanica and pick up the Rising Star Ritual Starter Kit where you'll receive your astrological birth chart and a ritual to help you unlock all the beautiful kits that live inside your soul. You can learn more about the Holistic Fashionista Botanica at www.holisticfashionista.com. I'm Angel Quintana, the founder and business astrologer behind the Holistic Fashionista brand, and I look forward to serving you in another episode of the Rising Star Project real soon.